and welcome to another podcast from C-Cubed, Cantilever's Contracts and Current Events. This is where Alex and I talk about a little bit of the news of the week for this week, and we're going to mostly be focusing on some architecture. I am your host, Chelsea, and I'm with Alex. Hi. You have some housekeeping? By the time this podcast goes up, we're going to be on Google Podcasts, um, so you can find us there. I know some people don't have the Apple phones, so that should be a more convenient way than getting this podcast straight off Podbean. Sweet. Moving up in the world. Yeah. Google Play. Nope. Google Podcasts? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it was Google Play. Nope. Okay. Well, I have an architecture question for you. Great. I hope I engendered much sympathy with my question from last week, so I hope this will be nice and easy. Yeah, definitely not, Bev. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll see what happens. (laughs) So the question is, which of these buildings that I'm going to list here in just a second... Okay. Can the occupant drink? Okay, so the question is... See, this is a little bit of an ambiguous question. Are you saying that they can drink inside of these buildings? The or, question, the excuse me, or that they can excuse drink me, these questions, or they can drink these. He's interrupting buildings. me. Okay. The question is, which building can the occupant drink? That is the question, and I will give you the options at the end of the podcast. So just. Mull on that. Let that sink in for a second. We have lots to talk about in the architecture world today. I'm just really excited. <laughs> All right. But first, let's talk briefly. We're, we're just going to talk briefly about a couple of things um, because we have some more interesting things to talk about, I feel like. Um, so first of all, let's touch on President Trump being in the hospital. Sure. Okay, so President Trump was positive with coronavirus officially, I think, last Thursday. Yeah, we don't really know when. Yeah, we don't know the exact time that he got it, but he was tested positive on Thursday. So they actually refused to tell us when his last negative test was. Ah, okay. Well, he definitely had a positive test on Thursday. Correct. Okay. (laughs) We can say that much with confidence. Yes. Uh, Anything else, though? No no confidence. Zero confidence. Yeah. So, I just want to talk a little bit about... Well, first of all, I just want to talk a little bit about the care that he received and how that might differ from the average American's care. Now, I should go ahead and say that I would expect or hope that any president would receive this type of quality care, right? Yeah. Um, You know, that's to be expected. He's the leader of our nation, and of course he's going to receive this type of care. I think the thing that people struggle with is a lot of average Americans cannot receive this care, primarily because of their lack of power or lack of money, right? So let's just real quick dive into what kind of care President Trump got. Sure. First of all, he got a helicopter ride to the hospital, which... Not bad digs if you can get it, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have heard of now prom dates 
you know, being helicoptered to prom. Uh, so, you know, being in a helicopter to go to the hospital sounds pretty reasonable looking compared to that. Sure. Um, but okay, helicopter ride to the hospital, and I think from the hospital as well, right? Correct. Marine yeah. One. Yeah. He had a total of 13 doctors for this entire time. Now, he wasn't around 13 doctors for, you know, every visit, but he had a total of 13 doctors that he saw for COVID during this week. That's a lot of doctors. I mean, I don't see that many doctors in 13 years of my life. It's true. So I find that interesting. And lastly, just briefly to go over the medicines that he received. First of all, I'll give you the list. Oxygen and steroids, right? Um, Pretty, I guess, normal. uh, Sure, standard. Standard, thank you. Standard for a COVID patient. Um, But then he received a cocktail or a experimental antibody, which fewer than 10 people in America have received yeah. because of COVID. And I don't know exactly who those 10 people are, but that's a very few number. For someone who's not the president, all of these different treatments and doctors and rides would cost someone about $100,000. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't have that lying around. Um, it's about a, it's about a thousand times more than he paid in taxes. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. So let's talk about this. I mean, this. I think this is the reason why people are so upset, right? Because he didn't pay taxes, but he's going to get the best health care, you know, that America has to offer, and arguably that the world has to offer, right? Yeah. Um. This is a difficult topic to talk about because it's like, you know, 210,000 people died from COVID so far in America alone. And I don't know, did any of those people receive this type of care? And I know that's, you know, maybe not fair to compare the two. Again, this is the president of the United States. I would expect and hope that he would receive this type of medication. But why shouldn't he or, I don't know, all of our leaders talk about, we want this type of care for everyone in America? So here's a couple things. The first thing is that I think that Donald Trump likes the name of the medicine that he got. Uh, like I think that's the reason why he likes it so much. The name is Regeneron, oh. which sounds like something out of... <laughs> like a Marvel movie but so there's a couple there's I guess one big issue with Regeneron that I can see like in the culture war so mm-hmm. Regeneron is made using embryonic stem cells right so uh, people yeah. who are sort of against abortion mm-hmm. should be kind of side-eyeing that mm-hmm. um, saying well I don't know if he should be taking that since he's so anti-abortion right but I also think it's a little unfair to say, well, why weren't so many of these people given this medication? Mm-hmm. Right. It was, it's, it's still experimental. It's new. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that not a lot of people have gotten a chance to use it. Sure. Maybe it's a better question of why he got to use it. Right. But he did come out and say in a 
in a video today that he wants everyone, if you can't see, I'm doing the the hand accordion <laughs> that Donald Trump does when he talks. Yeah. He wants everyone to have the same care that he got. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but he that's what he said, right? Yeah. So, So that is his stated goal. We'll mm-hmm. see what he does in the next however much longer his presidency lasts to see what he does to actually do that. I think the other thing, too, is like just a quick mention to the hydroxychloroquine that was... You mean the the fantastic drug that everyone should take? I don't Mm -hmm. care if anyone else tells you not to take it, you should take it? Yes. Yeah, that drug. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice of words there, first of all. But secondly, interesting how you know, Trump didn't take that yeah, um, no. because, you know, experts and doctors um, thought it not the right drug for him to take with COVID. Yeah, that's not, um, that's not the right drug for anyone to take with COVID, but mm-hmm. we won't talk about that. I mean, we are talking about it right now. <laughs> so like we said prior, we're just going to do a quick overview of that. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm glad that it seems like he's doing better. Yes. I don't wish evil even on people that I don't agree with politically, so I'm I'm glad that uh, he's doing okay or seems to be doing okay. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I take issue with his return to the White House where he gets to the White House and he immediately takes his mask off and then he goes inside and he records a campaign video. Mm-hmm. There is someone there yeah. with the camera. Yeah. And he's around them. And there's security everywhere. And he is still symptomatic. Yeah. And he's still contagious. Mm-hmm. That is completely irresponsible. Just so that he can look like a tough guy. I, uh, mm, yeah. Anyway, that's the only other thing I have to say. Again, I'm glad he's healthy. He's still irresponsible, and his messaging is terrible on the coronavirus. Anyway. And to just continue with this bad news, um, a quick New Mexico COVID update. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Today, we had 426 new cases, which is the second highest cases per day that we've had in New Mm. Mexico bringing us up to 9.7% daily positive rate. It's not great. No. And I don't I just keep thinking what is it? Like is it the pumpkin patches? The pick your pumpkin patches? I don't think it's the pick your pumpkin <laughs> patches. I don't think they're really helping, but I don't think it's the pick your pumpkin patches. Okay. I just think it's people relaxing and not following the rules. Mhm. And then getting COVID. Yeah, could be. Alex, you have a light item to discuss this evening. Yeah, I do. So we watched this movie this past weekend the, called... The uh, list of movies to watch because of Alex's deprived childhood continues. Yes, so I hadn't seen this movie before. It is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It's a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, It was first released in 1948. So, contrary to the naming convention, the Mr. Toad story actually comes first. 
It's based on a. It's based on a book. Wow, we're getting real picky here, folks. It's based on a book called uh, "The Wind of the Willows," uh-huh. which I read in grade school. Did you ever read that book? No. Wow. Okay. No, no. I add that to the list of books yeah, you need to read. I was far more cultured than that. Okay. Um. So. This is a story about a spendthrift, terrible friend named Mr. Toad who gets his mm-hmm. uh, way to accepting and graceful friends, uh, Mr. Badger, Mr. Water Rat, and uh, and and uh, Mr. Mr. Mole uh, into all kinds of shenanigans. And you know, I, there wasn't really a story other than. Mr. Toad being like a terrible friend, losing his ginormous mansion that he inherited, um, and then have Shanghaiing his friends into helping him out. But the adventure was fun enough. Uh, um, the best character is obviously Mr. Mole. I will stand for <laughs> Mr. Mole for my whole life. He's he's, so he's the best. But it was it, the story was kind of light, but the 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 animation was good, the action was fun, so six out of ten. Okay, first of all, that is not what the story is about at all. Mister Toad obviously is bipolar, I think, and his friends. It's a story about wonderful friendship, who friends who are going to be there for each other no matter what. The kind of friends that I want in my life. No, that's not what it's about. Yes. It is. <laughs> okay, and this, and then so the second, the second one, the Ichabod uh, portion of the adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad is a retelling of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. I thought this was great. I really did. You had, you had first off. You had Bing Crosby like narrating every important person in this in this movie, which got kind of confusing. He's Ichabod. He's Bram Bones, who's like the the main antagonist, and he's also the narrator. And so it's mostly just Bing Crosby. Like we have Bing Crosby, we've been Crosby for everything, <laughs> except for except for when Ichabod screams. That's a different person. I looked. It's a different person. You know, I thought it was really good. You had Ichabod, who's just this funky-looking guy. He's got this big old nose. He's lanky. He's got these big old hands. But man, he can get it. He's like all all the women in town are are down with with Ichabod with yeah. Mister Crane, right? Um, he's Mr. a Crane. Ichabod Crane. Oh yes, yes, yes. And so. He's like the school teacher in town, right? He gets obsessed with this with this woman who is uh, rich or her family is rich, right? Also, this guy like eats like <laughs> everything that he can possibly find. He's kind of a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll tell you the worst part of the movie. And it's it's the part that you wait for. It's like the the headless horseman chase. I thought it was the worst part of the movie. I thought the first part of it was fun, but it just kind of went on for too long. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, I'm kind of over it. The the headless hunt. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. It just yeah, it was just over long that portion. It's like the portion you're waiting for the most, and then it's just like okay, this is just kind of like too much. Mm-hmm. 
but it was it was a good it was besides that being over long was good so eight out of ten so average it out seven out of ten for the whole thing would recommend especially if you stick around for the for the sleepy hollow section yeah and it's a great halloween movie i think yeah so i'll be honest I, again i've never seen this movie i didn't know these were two different stories <laughs> and so i knew who ichabod crane was because i know the sleepy hollow story uh and so we're watching the first one the mr toad section and i'm sitting there i'm like when is this gonna take a turn? When are we gonna go? When are we gonna go to Sleepy Hollow? This is weird. This is, seems to be going on forever without anything to do with Sleepy Hollow. And then it closed the storybook, and another one opened, and I was like, "Oh, gotcha! It's a different. It's a, it's like a little anthology. Okay, cool." But no, I thought it was. I think I thought the first one was good, even though obviously Mr. Toad's a terrible person. He just has bipolar. First off, that is not something you just have. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true. But either way, he's a terrible friend. He's manic. And then he gets depressed when he is done being manic. That is bipolar. Listen, I'm not that kind of doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's revisit the question. It is. Which building can the occupant drink? And I'll give you four options. Okay. And it's one of these. Okay. Falling water. Okay. Do you want the architect as well? That's Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Do you want the architect for all of them? Let me try and guess, but but no, not, I only I only I only know Frank <laughs> I only know Frank Lloyd Wright, so yes, yeah. yes, give me the give me the architect. Okay. The options are Falling Water by Frank Lloyd Wright. Okay. I believe you pronounce this Libyan by Joseph D. Pascal. Pascal? Okay. Joseph D. Pascal. Blur Building by Diller Scofidio. Or Roque Claw Water Tower by Carl Klim. And all of these have to do with water. Sure. But which one can the occupant drink? I don't think you can drink falling water. I think that's just, it's built like on a little stream or something, or there's things that come out of it. Mm -hmm. The other three I've never heard of, so that's going to be tough. (laughs) It's not like I can just logic my way out of it. It's kind of a guess. Um... I mean, it would make sense if you could drink a water tower, but that seems like too obvious of an answer. What were the two in the middle? The Blur Building, the Libyan Building. Libyan Building, maybe? It's L-I-E-B-I-A-N. We're going to go with the Libyan Building, just because I like the way that sounds. Okay. That is incorrect. Wow. But... It's an awesome building. Okay. So if you get the chance, look it up. It basically, the building also acts as a waterfall. She is showing me. She is showing me. She hit the mic. It is pretty cool. I mean, you could drink it if you were motivated enough. Okay. So the correct answer is the Blur Building. Well, hey. Hey, listen, guys. By Diller Scofidio. 
I narrowed it down. I had a 50% chance and I missed it. So what the heck? Let me just try and describe this that to you with my so words. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if if you get the chance right now, look it up on your phone or tablet or whatever. Um, because this pavilion, they call it, is basically atmospheric water. So there's a structure, but the structure also holds these pieces that create this fog around the structure. Yeah. And it it was a Swiss expo in 2002. Where was it? It It's in Switzerland. It okay. was a temporary pavilion. Uh, so I don't know if it's still up or not. Sometimes those are still up. Sometimes they're not. It was in um, 2002. Okay. And it was Diller, Scofidio, and Renfro, DS plus R, is what they call themselves. Okay. Um, and it's located at the base of Lake New Chattel. Sure. I think is how you say that, in Switzerland. Um, and so it uses the lake water to pump this mist, this fine mist, through th- 31,500 high-pressure mist nozzles. And it's controlled by a smart weather system, and it's regulated water pressure, the water vapor creates the artificial cloud, and that's the form. Yeah, that's actually, it's really cool. So it's like the, it's like the the water vapor is serving as the structure of the building. I mean, it's not really structure in the traditional sense as it doesn't have like rigid points. It's not holding anything up, but it is, it's serving as the shroud uh, or the envelope for the building. And it's really cool looking. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and so these types of buildings, you know, a lot of people are like, well, is that architecture? And I would argue, yes, absolutely. I mean, you can have temporary architecture, temporary installation. Sure. Right? Um, And this architecture, this piece, is all about the experience. And so if you look at pictures, you see people, like, they've got, you know, short sleeves and a t or short sleeves and shorts, and then, like, their backpack or purse or whatever, and then they have... Uh, uh, parka. Parka, thank you. And then they have a parka that, like, is huge. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're going in for this experience of being in this fog. And it's really cool. Um, you know, they talk about in their, on their website, they talk about this, like, the visual and acoustic references, like, being totally erased. And so uh, you're, like, immersed into this optical whiteout and white noise of pulsing nozzles. That's awesome. Yeah. I would I would go to that. So congratulations, Renfro and whatever your other name was. Scofidio. Sure. Yeah. So the actual structure that like creates this mist is really lightweight and it measures three hundred feet by 300 feet wide by 200 feet deep and 75 feet high and it's supported by these four columns and it's in the water right so no matter what you're like surrounded by water yeah 
And if you look at just the structure, there's like an elevation uh, drawing on their website and it looks like a spaceship. So, I mean, the actual structure looks cool too. And it's probably an awesome experience even without the mist. Yeah. But, I mean, it is, the without the mist, it's not the piece. Yeah. So looking a little deeper, it closed October 20th, 2002. Boo! But it may still be there, who knows? Like the actual structure may be there, yeah. you just can't go on it. Thank you for joining us for this short news episode, but interesting architecture episode. Definitely. We hope you enjoyed it. Leave us a comment, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or email us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast, what we can add to it, some questions you may have about law or or architecture. Let us know. We'll see you next time. Bye.